G'day and welcome to the Hunting Connection Podcast. My name is Zach Williams and I am your host. Here we'll connect you with hunters, fishers and outdoor enthusiasts from around the globe. This podcast will share hunting and fishing stories including past experiences and tackle the tough hunting stereotypes our community faces. We hope to be a positive influence to those outside the community while also having a laugh along the way. Hope you enjoy the podcast. G'day and welcome to the Hunting Connection podcast, episode two. Here I've got Ilias Matane. We got that uh, right this time. <laughs> After four times of absolutely butchering his last name because I'm dyslexic, dyslexic as all hell. Welcome, Ilias. That's okay. Uh, you're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as you know, um, pretty illiterate <laughs> no, at the right. best of times. <laughs> It's not an easy name. It's not a common name. No, so. it is not. I, yeah, we'll leave that story until till later on because yeah, yep. that's a that's a good one for the listeners. So, give us a quick intro to yourself. Oh, jeez. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm Elias Matane, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm just a just a guy with a bow. Just a guy that enjoys shooting a bow. It's, I don't know what else to say really. Like. Uh, I mean, there's a long story about why I started shooting one. Um, I don't know if you want to get into that or what you want to sort of hear. We'll get into it in a little bit. Yep. We've got that in the uh, questions coming up. Uh-huh. So, where are you from, Elias? Uh, I'm from well, I'm from Adelaide, really. Uh, yeah, I'm from Adelaide, really, and uh, you know, was born here, moved back to New Guinea, spent uh, a few years over there as a kid, and then came back here when my sister was born, and yeah, I've been here ever since. So. How old were you when you were over there? Uh, so basically, born here, shoop, straight back. Straight over. So no memory <laughs> nah. living over there at uh, all? I've got small memories, you know, yeah. things like uh, smells and things like that, you know, sort of take me back certain sorts of foods yeah. and things. And I uh, just get this very distant, faint memory of my child yeah. childhood there. And uh, yeah, you know, we came back here because it's a lot safer, you know, and um, yeah, we've been here ever since. I love it. Awesome. So how old are you? Oh. <sighs> Uh, 31 now. Yeah, 31. 31. Yep. Yep, nice. Yep, still look this good. <laughs> <laughs> Black don't crack. <laughs> uh, what do you do for work, man? Uh, it's, a, yeah, it's an interesting job, I suppose. I'm a train controller, so I just control train tracks and tell the trains where to go. I so definitely that. not the fat controller? No, I try not to be. It's a, <laughs> it's a losing battle some days because, you know, two o'clock in the morning swings by and the cookies is looking pretty good. <laughs> Donut shop's calling. <laughs> no, absolutely. It's been an absolute nightmare for you since Krispy Kreme's opened up, oh, eh? Oh, jeez, man. Me and donuts. <laughs> yeah. So how sure. did you get into hunting and fishing? Oh, bloody. Now that is a story. So, I mean, it started as like... When I was a kid, you know, the first thing I ever actually owned was a bow. And it yep. wasn't like a, a toy bow that you have as, you know, you'd get here. It's a proper reed fishing bow that I was given with barbed arrows. Yep. You know, give this to a newborn baby. Sounds like a great idea. But uh, it know, does. That, I, that was something I just sort of grew up shooting. And, you know, dad's New Guinean. He's full blood New Guinean. And he did a lot of fishing and a lot of hunting with his uh, cousins and things when he was a kid. Yeah. Uh, he always told tell me that he uh, wouldn't get invited back out again very often because he sucked. <laughs> but he's a he's a great fisherman, so yeah. that love of the outdoors was always in me. That's good. But uh, you know, we moved here and away from nature really, and yeah. I sort of always had this call in my mind to want to get back out to nature. I yeah. didn't really know what it was. I used to say to my parents all the time as a kid, like I need to I need to go on an adventure. I need yeah. to go outside and do something. And they didn't really understand what I was talking about, you know. And uh, in a long roundabout way, you know, I met my wife and, you know, a few years into us dating, she said that she'd like to try being vegan. Yeah. And me not wanting to be dogmatic <laughs> about things. And then you laugh about this all the time. As I said, oh, I'll do it too, you know. Like maybe I might learn something along the way. And um, Definitely more of a man than I am. Well, yeah, well, I just don't like to, you know... Uh, make my mind up about things and before I've actually tried them. So Yeah, no, you know, understandable. Went, went down that path and, you know, for the first couple of months I felt like, I felt good, you know. I was eating all these extra vegetables and I felt really, really good and really clean and then, because I was still doing a lot of powerlifting and stuff like yeah. that at that time as well, like I uh, started to feel like tired a lot 
and some of my heavier workouts were like making even my teeth hurt. Yeah. You know, like everything was hurting. Yeah, wow. And, uh, you know, I met this guy at work and he was a farmer and uh, we'd get into these long conversations over night shifts, you know, about uh, about hunting and he was a, he'd been hunting since he was six years old. As hunters tend to do, they yeah. love and to talk very, about very it. Yeah, passionate about it and, you know, he sort of explained it to me like, you know, this whole idea that you have about these documentaries and things that you're watching about looking after animals and whatnot. So you went down deep in the vegan rabbit hole with all <coughs> oh, the cow, cowspiracy, cowspiracy and every single vegan propaganda is what I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> Still, look, I definitely am a lover of animals. I care for animals very deeply, as um, we all are. And I've I've definitely found a different appreciation for animals now that I have become a hunter. Yeah. But I'd get into these talks with him about you know how can you kill things? It's it's not humane, whatever. <clears throat> and then for someone who's lived it for so long, explain it to me just like in black and white. Got this animal that's lived its best life in nature. It's doing its own animal thing, yeah. living by its own agenda. It's not bound by anything or anyone. Yeah. And then one day, you know, it, you come and you do what you do and you get to take freshly harvested meat home. Minimal pain, minimal suffering, no stress for the animal. It's just in and out, done. Compare that to agriculture and... You know, farming lands, you're ripping up soil yeah. and, you know... Monocropping. Yeah, destroying habitats and taking minerals and things out of the, the soil. Or even if you want to buy meat from the store, then, you know, it's another thing again because you're pushing these animals into large containers and there's a lot of stress. And Exactly. Something just clicked after I spoke to that guy and, you know, I, I decided I think that's what I need to do with my life. And so, uh, so what was the next step from speaking to him and then... Yeah. Going from vegan to eating meat again. <laughs> well, a guy I used to work out with, you know, I went and did a workout with him and he says, look, I know you're looking at eating meat again. I'll make you I'll make you some lamb shakes after yeah. we do a workout. And, uh, yeah, I did this workout with him. I had some lamb shakes and I honestly felt like I was superhuman. <laughs> Were they the, be- the best meal you've ever oh, had? Honestly, I felt like part of my soul had been recharged. You know? <laughs> it's like you've been it's stuck little, in a desert island. Yeah, for... I've been in a hole, you know? <laughs> the lotion on the skin but <laughs> just uh yeah I, I felt superhuman again after that and then um can you taste that memory those lamb shanks I can actually, yeah. <laughs> jack if you're listening that's good times thank you brother <laughs> <laughs> thanks for bringing him back from the dark side <laughs> but you know around that same sort of time i started to get interested in in hunting and i started watching different you know shows and things and then yeah i realized holy sh- holy hell you know people um still hunt with bows and arrows i didn't know that was a thing yeah and I did a little bit of archery as a kid and, you know, just target archery and lost interest in it because I got no interest in yeah. shooting circles at a fixed distance. Quick question with the archery as a kid stuff. That reed bow, do you still have it oh, that you absolutely. got given? Yep. Yeah, my awesome. My son walks around the house with it. He's uh, <laughs> just on my son's I, I told you the other day, he was at his old house because uh, my wife's Dutch and obviously her mum is too. And uh, he was at the bathtub and she's walked in and she's like, what are you doing? He had a coat hanger in his hand. <laughs> And he's like, I'm fishing. And he was standing on the edge of the bath and he had the coat hanger in one hand and he was trying to shoot a little uh, bar of soap out of the, <laughs> out of the That's bath That's parenting, man. That's parenting. You know you're doing something right yeah. if your kid's bow fishing in the bathtub. Yeah, no, it's a, he's a good boy. So no, that's very, wicked. Very lucky. So you, you went from <laughs> target shooting as a kid, lost interest because you don't like shooting, shooting the targets. Yeah. Then you've started looking back into it once you've been watching... YouTube videos and yeah, hunting well, I, videos. I, I had this guy that I worked with, same guy. He, he said, oh, there's a, there's actually like an archery uh, course near your house. And I'd never even heard of an archery course. I didn't know that like field archery and, you know, 3D archery was even, even a thing. I yeah. just thought it was all like you see in the Olympics these days. So I went to this place and tried it out. And after that first 10 hours, I was like, this is... This is exactly how I need to do things. So, for those in South Australia, is that archery park yep, you're talking about? So yep. Most um, archers and bow hunters would know archery yep. park pretty well. Yeah, Helen's always been good to me. So. It's a um, big open range course that has what? What is it? Three or four little courses? Yeah, I think it's four. Yeah, four that yep. you can go around and shoot. They're big um, wall bags filled with plastic with some um, carpet on the front with some spray painted 2D targets of animals on there. So. And the what it's like ranges from fifteen to forty yards, is it, or thirty uh, I yards? I think the furthest shot is about sixty-five yards. Sixty-five yeah. yards. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, it's an it's an awesome spot. It's just so damn far away. Like yourself, yep. You live an hour the other side of Adelaide from me. Yeah, so um, lucky for me because it's just around the corner. So yeah, I used to spend yeah. as much time as I like there. But uh, yeah, getting back to the story, I guess. I mean, I started doing uh, archery more and more and more, and getting more and more into bow hunting, and yep. then eventually I went hunting with that guy from work, and uh, that was like a surreal experience for me, you know, because. Yep. He was just spectacular, like on the day teaching me things, showing me things, and you know we managed to take some wild sheep, which was great. So did you have a bow then when <coughs> you went out? Yeah, yep. and was that compound recurve? At the time, it was compound. Yeah, and uh, you know he'd shot this fairly large sheep, and he goes, "Okay, it's your your turn. You're gonna have to uh, try and butcher this thing." And still like still green meat, yep. you know. I'm thinking, is this gonna be one of those moments in my life where I'm like, I gotta, I'm gonna be freaked out. I'm gonna be like, oh man, this is gonna. This is I'm still fairly vegan, you know, in my mind, <laughs> mindset. And, uh, you know, I started, he showed me what to do and I started, you know, pulling this thing apart. Yeah. I was like, this is, this is living. It's daunting <laughs> to start off with, but um, once you start doing it, it's almost second nature once you... Oh, as soon as I made that first cut, it just felt like, I don't know, you'd understand, I suppose, and most of the hunters on this podcast would probably understand. It just felt, it just felt like... Second nature. Human yeah. nature, yeah. And that's where it started. And then somehow I think uh, I started getting messages from you on Instagram and they kept coming and kept coming and then we built this friendship and now me and you and Luke are just like... Three amigos. That's what you call us for sure. <laughs> so yeah, I came across your page getting tagged quite a bit and then I started seeing these um, crazy videos of some dude running on a treadmill <laughs> shooting a bow at some targets and... Then I started seeing photos of him shooting at Archery Park. I'm like, oh, this guy's, this guy's South Australian. I'm gonna reach out and say good day, and the rest is history, really. Absolutely, yeah. So, what bows are you shooting at the moment? <clears throat> so, as you mentioned before, like I started with compound, and you know, I, I in my life I like to struggle with things a lot. Yeah. You know, and when they start to become easier, I, I do tend to start to lose interest in them. Yeah. So. It's been like that with everything I've ever done, like all the martial arts I've done, everything like that. So when I started shooting compound, it was really difficult for me. I didn't, yeah. <clears throat> you know, I didn't have a lot of, I had no one around me that could say, oh, this is what this does. And, yeah. You know, you got to hold this thing like this and you got to do that. So it was just like hours and hours and weeks, excuse me, of just trial and error. And uh, eventually I got pretty proficient with the thing. Yeah. And I, started hitting what I was aiming at <clears throat> most of the time. And then I was like, well, what's next? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. So as you know, and I think a lot of people would be aware that I just shoot traditional bows now. I just yep. I just love them, you know, especially longbows. I've got a special place in my heart for those. There's something about the romance of a longbow. I just absolutely love it, yeah. But I do shoot recurves as well. So what is it about shooting traditional archery for yourself? Um... For me, it's like the essence of what archery is. Like, if you shoot shoot compound, that's that's fantastic. I mean, I I still pick it up every now and then as well. But when I was a kid, and you know, watching movies at my grandpa's house, you know, we watched the original Robin Hood, and this dude man with his longbow just shoots one arrow into the target, and then the next one goes straight <laughs> in the back of it. And for me, that's you know, that's what a bow and arrow is. It's it's just a piece. Of, it's just a stick and a piece of string. So I kind of always even thought when I was doing compound stuff that I would probably eventually go to the traditional side of things because I just yeah just the, the appeal yeah. of it for me, that's what archery so what's your main fishing bow at the moment so we do a fair bit of bow fishing I got yeah. got Ilias stuck into bow fishing he's caught the bug pretty hard so he's gone out and got a setup what is that setup I'll just say to start like if you think that I, I, I was like I tried not to be dogmatic about things, but Zach was telling me about bow fishing for ages. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, man. That doesn't sound like that much fun. And it doesn't sound that hard, really. And then uh, he took me out the first time. And, man, it was really, really really tough. And, uh, you know, if you want a bit of a challenge, you go to places where there's some deep water, then it's, it's like you experience yep. it day. It can be really, really hard. But uh, my fishing bow, I just shoot a uh, Junsing F166. It's a Chinese bow yeah uh, it's like a replica of a uh, hoyt satori yep and but so what um reel do you have <coughs> on that uh what's it called is it an ams ams pro yeah. fisher yeah pro yep. retriever yeah pro retriever that's yeah, that, it that yeah i think it's great i had a muzzy before that yeah and i reckon 
that first fish I shot, the, you know, the <laughs> yeah, this sound for everyone that heard heard last week. This was Ilias after he um, shot his first fish. Dad, Dad, I did it. <laughs> That's one of my favourite sound clips, and I think that's going to stay on the um, soundboard for as long as this podcast is going to go. Uh, <laughs> lucky me, yeah. That's what I'm going to be known for. But, um, you know, I think in the excitement of reeling that thing, and I, I reckon I dropped that thing on the reel, yeah. and the handle bent, like, yeah. instantly. So yeah, I remember that aluminium handle bent. This one bent I got now is I'm very, very happy with. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Um, what's your <laughs> hunting bow? Your this, main hunting bow? At this current moment, it's a bear takedown. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it was going to be a longbow that I had been shooting and I had been shoot- I still shoot that better than anything. But uh, when I'd done the checks and balances of, you know, tuning the bow and working out some different things, I weighed the draw weight of that bow and it was, like, grossly under what yeah. it was supposed to be. And I just didn't feel comfortable yeah. taking it out. So, yeah, now I shoot the bear takedown. It's a great bow. It just shoots itself, really. Yeah. Yep. So what arrows and... Broadheads are you running? Uh, I use the Victory traditional carbon arrows. Yep. So that's like a carbon arrow that's wrapped in, I think it's like, uh, someone's going to correct me, I'm sure. It's like a linen or something like that. Yeah. It gives it like a woody texture. And, uh, you know, just with the stock inserts, they're 80 grains and then 125 grain uh, <coughs> Cayuga. Cayuga? Yep. yep. Awesome. <coughs> just the old schools and the double bevel. Uh yeah, the double bevels as well. So yeah. I've got both of those and, yeah, that's what I'm using. And just the gateway feathers. Yeah. I had a guy in America send me a lot of those and I've been really happy with them. So no, that's good that's to hear. I'm Are you three fletch, four fletch? Just what three. Yeah. Three, yeah. <coughs> and I've even shot some two fletch. They still fly. Yeah. Really, really good, you know, so. Helical or yeah, pretty straight? Yeah, just uh, helical, yeah, and <coughs> only slightly offset. I don't, I don't yeah. go too crazy with it. Yeah. So slow enough already. <laughs> <laughs> so what's in your hunting pack? We last week we um had Luke here with his pack and we dumped it on the floor, but yep. I forgot to ask you to bring yours out. Um, but I know you don't keep too much in it. You're not like myself who oh, carries be, way too you'd much. Be mortified. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like going out with you, mate. It's just like anything you could possibly think of is tucked away in that bag somewhere. It's just, it's it's astounding how much stuff you take with you. But it's all obviously very useful. But uh, me, my bag's near near empty. And uh, if you've ever seen me hunt, Zach uh, calls my backpack the minivan. <laughs> <laughs> He's got an old school army. It's like bigger than I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's as wide as it is long. Yeah. Well, <laughs> moving right along there. But uh, no, it's it's a it was an old army pack that a friend of mine gave me. Took to Timor with him, and I just can't. I've I've gone to upgrade a few times, but I just can't get rid of the thing. Can't part. No, too many special great. memories. But really, my bag has just got uh, the essentials. You know, a couple of knives and uh, a bunch of Snickers bars. <laughs> <laughs> a few glazed donuts hiding yeah. in some oh, of the side man. pockets. Nah, that's gonna that's gonna wait for the uh, after the unsuccessful hunts. But, uh, no, look, I, I've just got, uh, yeah, I've got Snickers bars in there for a little morale boost. Yeah. And uh, I've got my, like, bone mending kit, so, like, string wax. i got yeah. dental floss in there, which I use for multiple different things. Some duct tape, a lighter. Um, what else have I got in there? What knife are you running? i got a few, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, I've got that, I've got a Havilon. Yep. Yep, same as Luke. And uh, I've been pretty happy with that. That thing's... You know, you can always rely on that to be um, be sharp because you can just ch- keep changing the blades in and out, you know, at any time. Yeah, and, uh, and, uh, I, I really like the replaceable yeah. blade knives. You've got the oh. Gerber one. Or the something. Gerber, yeah. 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 No, that's it's really good. And I've also got like a little uh, Spiker Pack light knife and that yep. thing is just wicked. I just love that thing. It's just, it's super light. It, it, it feels nice in my hand and uh, yeah, it's... Keeps an edge pretty well, you've said. It keeps an edge so well, like... I've processed a lot of wild sheep with that thing yeah. and now, you know, goats as well and different animals of different species. And I just, I've, I think I've sharpened it once. That's know? good. And it's it's good for like any task. It's like small enough to get, you know, in there into the tight spaces and then it's also like thick enough blade that you can still use it, you know, to go in between like uh, joint cavities and yeah. stuff like that as well. It's it's awesome. 
What um bino harness are you running? Uh, just the Hunter's Element one. Hunter's Element, yeah. yeah. I, I like that one. Yeah. You know, I think that'll last me for well, forever until yeah. it falls apart, I suppose. And I tend to be one of those people, once I like something, I just stick, just with, stick it, yeah. with it forever. Yeah. Unlike Lukey, he changes his gear setup yeah, more gonna, than I'm anyone else I've ever met. <laughs> I need to buy his bow, okay? <laughs> <laughs> what um binos and rangefinder? Rangefinder... Nah, it's for the week. <laughs> <laughs> this is coming from a compound guy here, so. Look, I, I do have a Bushnell rangefinder, and, uh, you know, one of the reasons as well as I, I switched to trade is that, like, I really suck at, get, like, gauging distance. Yeah. You know, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm absolute worst at it. You know, I can't look at anything and say, like, that's 100 metres away or that's 50 metres yeah. away. Nothing. Even when I competed, which I did a few times uh, <coughs> in compound 3D shoots. I'd be standing there for like 30 seconds, like I've got a spot hole dial on my uh, compound bow and I'd be winding this thing like, is that 32 metres? <laughs> no, that's 34. And it would go on and people would be shooting in front of me and I'd still be standing there like, oh, where am I? And then I'd miss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you normally need to go with your first instinct yeah. on those types of so situations yeah, I've I found. I wasn't very good at that. So now that I just shoot instinctive, I haven't thought about distance since. Yeah. You know, once I sort of... Got a feel for just lobbing them in there. I just yeah. never used one ever again. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I even when I'm taking the trad gear out, I've always got the range finder there. And if I'm sitting in ambush waiting for something to pass through, I'm just constantly like guessing the range of yeah. a tree, of a stump, of a rock, and then checking it just to oh, yeah. try and get the um if I, calibrations honestly, in. <clears throat> if I take my compound bow out again, I have to have that range finder with me. You know, I, I honestly do because I just there's no way that I, especially under pressure of having something in front of me, yeah, I'd be second guessing myself for twenty minutes and yeah. it just <laughs> got in my car and driven away. <laughs> uh, so, um, what binos did you? I've just have? got the Bushnells. Then. Bushnells, yeah. yeah. Just I picked them up one day before we went out, and you were like, uh, "You got a set?" And I was like, "Nah." Went to the shop and got something straight away. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my top things for people that I go out hunting with. Uh, I recommend you need is a good goodish pair of binoculars and yep. no. a knife. Um. You got to have good binos, and I've I've even found like recently I've got another property I hunt like up in Clarendon, and it's very thick and scrubby, yep. and just having the ability to sort of comb through, you know, undergrowth, and yeah. scrub and and look for legs and ears and things. It, it just without your binos, you got bloody useless. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It it definitely opens up everything once you um you have that. Um, what's your top beginner tip? Uh, in returns, in, in regards for hun- to like for hunting, getting into. Um, it depends on where you are in the world. Like South Australia is real difficult because you have to have access to private land, and you know if you don't know a lot of people, yeah, it takes ages. It took me like three years to get onto a property that I knew a person. Yeah, yeah, you know, and <clears throat> yeah, I was just building the trust of that person, and slowly. You know, having them feel comfortable to say, you know, you want to come with me. Yeah, you know? building those relations. <coughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, patience is one thing, and I mean, in terms of just, just like, I don't know, it's hard. Just get out there if you can. You know, in any way, if, if you've got the opportunity to get out there, then go out there and make the mistakes, and you know, see what you're doing wrong. I mean, I've had a few of, I've multiple mul- like hunts where I've gone by myself now and been yeah. like. Oh man, I stuffed this up, and next time you don't don't make that mistake again. Just get out there and get after it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've all all made those those mis- beginning mistakes getting out there and not playing the win right and all of that type of yeah, stuff. Absolutely. What's your top five items for a beginner? Bow, five arrows. <laughs> uh, look, I'm I'm not like a big gear guy. I know, like uh, you and Luke definitely very particular about the way that you like things and you want sp- specific things but I'm a simple guy man so <coughs> you know it's the trad gear yeah you know like even with the trad gear you don't have to go super crazy with you, you, know, you can buy some cheap bows that are really good these days and um, just yeah. make sure that they're um, the correct weight before you purchase them yeah, you reckon yeah absolutely <laughs> but look, just get a reasonable bow and you know I don't, I don't need a lot of gear man even my boots uh, I'm just like Picks them up from rivers and I love them. Yeah, you know, and they've they've treated me well and they're lightweight. I'm just, yep. And uh, 
even my camo, you know, I don't, I don't even, is it, is it necessary? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a lot of items that I think you really need to just get out there. People have been hunting with sticks and stones for exactly. a time. Yep. Yep. Here's a uh, random off cuff one. Uh, zombie apocalypse weapon. See, that's same as Luke, man. I need context. Are these just like Walking Dead zombies, or are these going to be like twenty eight days later? Go Walking Dead zombies, because no one's got a chance when it's twenty eight days <laughs> no. later. Zombies. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, I think Luke said a sword last week. We forgot to expand on that. Whether he'd go like a broadsword or a katana, or so your sword's good, going to be good for a bit, but then it's going to lose its edge. You're going to break it. Maybe like a, <clears throat> I don't know. Some, like a hatchet or something, maybe, possibly. I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be it's more versatile. You can use it for, you know, making other weapons, you know. Exactly. I think that's a better option than a sword because you get that thing stuck in a zombie's head. What are you going to do? He's <laughs> attached to you now. They're not just going to be soft-skulled zombies no like way. the Walking Dead zombies. What are you gonna do? It's going to be the worst. That's the worst thing, Luke. I love you like a brother, but you're a goddamn idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. Um... I know you haven't been on heaps of hunts, but have you forgotten anything on a hunt? Everything. Literally everything. I reckon I always forget something. <laughs> like a bow. <laughs> You've forgotten your bow out no, on a hunt. I've forgotten my release aid. Like, that's the most important thing, obviously, when you're still uh, shooting a compound bow. Yeah. You know, I just walked straight out the door and I was like, oh my God, I have to, I have to go home. <laughs> what am I going to do? Yeah, I've left a release aid in the car a couple times and one time I was butchering a goat and I put the release aid on top of my pack. Yeah. And I get back to the car, go to use my bow the next time. Where's my release aid? <laughs> look on, look at the photo that I've taken, and it's sitting on the ground. Six months later, I went went hunting to that that property again, and there it was, still sitting on the ground. A bit of WD forty, and she was your, right. Uh, your wind checker too. <laughs> <laughs> yep, wind checker did that too. Yeah. So yeah. Even um, that first time we went for the, that deer hunt, it was um. You know, we were down, these deer were doing like crazy things. They were running around like dogs and playing in the water. That was, was an awesome day. Really wild, you know, never seen anything like that. Yeah, there was a few, oh, probably six-month-old fawns, probably not even that, they were probably four, four-month-old fawns, and they were just playing chasey, and they were just playing like dogs, jumping in this dam, jumping out, splashing, and then just doing fast laps around this dam. It was, it was crazy, like playing, just, just playing with each other. But, uh, you know, we've had to... Crawl, we crawled for like what seemed like days towards this <laughs> under a barbed wire fence. This is where I've gone, you know, under that barbed wire fence. And uh, I had my phone in my back pocket, and somehow the, f- the barbed wire just picked it out of my pocket and just left it there. <laughs> Pickpocketed by a fence. So I crawled for like 300 meters, 200 meters or something. And <laughs> I get down to you finally, and uh, I turn around, I'm like, Zach, I lost my phone. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, I think we were only. 45, 50 metres away from the deer, just oh, watching them. the worst thing. I was just like, where the hell is it? So I'm just like, leave your stuff here, crawl back, follow you, go the same track, and yeah, sure Honestly, enough, you got back to the fence, and there it was. At that point in time, I was like real fit too, because I was still doing all those fitness challenges. <laughs> and the next day, I was like, my entire core, just, I could barely even stand up straight. I was in so much pain. See, that, that's the issue with having too much muscle. If you've got a little bit oh, okay. of padding like me, you can just kind of <laughs> roll down the hill. Like you move like a slug down the hill. Ooh, I honestly thought, how is he doing this? <laughs> I'm like crawling. I'm, I'm sweating. I've got like beads of sweat running over my eyes. I'm thinking, bloody hell, what's going on? I look up. I feel like I've been crawling for two hours. I've made like <laughs> 10 metres of distance. Zach's like over the next hill almost. I'm like, what the hell is this, mate? He's got like a... I don't know, I'm not going to say it, but it's slug power. <laughs> oh, it was so bad. So bad. And then that same day, I didn't tell you, but we're, um, you said, oh, I'm going to go and try and loop around the other side and I'll see if I can spook the deer back yeah. towards you. I'm like, yep, sweet, sweet. That's when I got you to sit in that tree hollow. Uh, no, that's a different day. Oh, a different this day. This is still the first, yeah. the first day. And, um, you know, we'd, we'd been walking and those deer jumped the fence right in front of us and then... One of them <coughs> clipped their back leg, yeah, and they just darted in every direction. Yep. You said, "Oh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna try and loop around and see if I can uh, scare them back down towards yep. you," which was like at the, the top of where that watery spot yep. was. And I'm sitting there, sitting there, sitting there, waiting, 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 and I start hearing some rustling coming through, and I'm like, "Oh, this, mate, this is them." I eventually found out it was you, <laughs> but I looked down and I was like, 
I've lost my release date. <laughs> <laughs> what, your tab? Because you, no, Did you have compound then? I did have a oh, compound, compound, but I had yeah. the, you know, I was using a thumb release. Because yeah. uh, I got too punchy on the <laughs> wrist one, so, yeah, that was I, was, I was just ashamed of myself. <laughs> did you find it? Yeah, it was like in my lap, but I was so hyped, I just... Oh. <laughs> And then just turned out to be a Carl Wack being me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Meeting another one, me. <laughs> What's yeah. the funniest thing that's happened on a hunting trip? Oh, I've got lots of stories. But uh, probably the most recent funny one would be me, you and, and uh, Luke in the way back from the goat spot. On the way to the goat spot. Yeah. And you keep going, oh, you know, talk him, uh, going out with Elias, Elias, Elias. And Luke uh, stops and looks and goes, why the hell are you calling him that? <laughs> His name is Ilias, and he's like, "No, it's not." And I was like, "Man, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want. I didn't want to tell you." So I'd been hanging out with with <laughs> Ilias for like eight, nine months, and I've been calling him the wrong name. But he was too polite to to correct me. <laughs> and then the start of this podcast, I just we um had to reset it four times because I. I just butchered his last name every single time and he kept correcting me. We'd restart and then I'd make the same freaking mistake. Oh, jeez. Oh, worst friend ever. And that other time we're sitting there, we're trying to call his deer in and then, uh, you know, you're just like, oh, just keep your ears out. This, you know, they might start croaking if I start, you know, yeah. doing things and it's going, it's going, it's going and I, all of a sudden I hear this deep grunt. <laughs> Zach, did you hear that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you look, look at me and you start cracking up. I'm like, what's wrong? He goes, that was my belly. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, issue with having um, a farmer's union iced coffee oh. before you go out. It, it, it gets the tummy churn. And <laughs> we're sitting in this blind trying to be quiet as well when you showed me this video of that fish knocking that guy out. Yeah. I still think that's too funny. I, yeah, too it's, much, man. It's, it's not great sitting in the rut on your phone just... Um, Watching, watching TikToks and yeah, this video popped up and it's this dude blindfolded leaning into an aquarium and I can't remember what fish it was. I think it was an Primer or something like that and it just headbutts this dude and <laughs> knocks him clean out. It just <laughs> The fact that we were trying to be so quiet made it so much worse because you obviously want to not make any noise at exactly. all. Exactly. You show me these stupid videos. And you, well, I, I started laughing. You're like, what? And I showed you. And we're just both laying on our backs, rolling around. So uh, Not making a single noise and yeah. just crying. <laughs> <laughs> the whole drive to the next property, we were just in hysterics. Oh, man. Uh, what's the most sketchy or dangerous thing that's happened to you on a hunt? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, bloody old mate in the swag. Are you listening? Are you listening? <laughs> Oh, personal joke. But, uh, yeah, again, you know, it's going to be, it's definitely going to be you. Oh, yeah, I'll I'll go with that one. Because you were just, I'd shot a, uh, I'd shot that (coughs) nanny goat in the morning. And uh, you and Luke had shot one as well, or shot a goat. And uh, I've gone off looking for mine and you guys had gone off in a different direction. And I come back and, you know, you, 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 you're with this animal and uh, this place we go for the goats is just like literally just, it's just like vertical. Yeah, the property's got um, some good cliff edges on it and it's yeah. pretty. It's it's full on. Like uh, I've been to some hilly places, but this place is just like, it's not even just the steepness of it. It's that all of the rocks are really loose. So once you start And to it's clay. Your... When it's wet, it's just slippery. Yeah. <clears throat> once one rock starts sliding, then you just. Go with it. You're just going. So Zach's with this goat and he's, you know, working and trying to move it because it was, I think it was, might have been hung up in a tree. It sort of yeah, it was hung, it, it slid down the cliff and hung up in a tree and I've climbed down the cliff and we're about halfway down and yep. I'm and trying to untangle it. He finally untangled this thing and then the goat just starts sliding and it was massive. This is like, I haven't <laughs> seen a lot of goats, but this goat was, this goat was big. Yeah, it was and big it was bodied, huge yeah. Huge neck on this thing. <laughs> massive goat. And it starts sliding down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking at you going down the hill and I was like he is going to die he's going to die because there's just no end to this thing it just keeps sliding and sliding and me and Luke were sitting there going Luke just, just let go of the goat I'm still holding it by the horns, by the horns sliding like, down the hill sliding down the hill on this thing and uh, man that was just 
I honestly thought, luckily, there was that big tree yeah. in the base that sort of stopped you, like stopped you. But I think I was about ready to use it as a toboggan, just turn <laughs> it around and hold on and just go down. <laughs> oh man! But then, like, there's a wild story there too, because we, when we got down the bottom there, you know, there well, was, not the bottom, but we're yeah, halfway down, halfway and down a bit hill. of a flat spot where I wasn't sliding down to my death. Like, uh, I was super impressed, man, because that another small goat started coming in, and you know, you got behind this thing and started you know bleating at it whatever you say whatever the goat noise is <laughs> start calling this goat in with this big dead goat head and it was just it was amazing man i never seen anything like it that was so yeah just before we were starting to butcher this billy i shot up um this young young goat probably you know under a year old comes comes running running up to about 60 70 meters and it's it's screaming its head off looking for the herd and i've just held the goat's head up by the ears and ducked down behind it and said, Luke, get ready, I'm going to call this goat. So I gave a couple of bleats, meh, meh. <laughs> and this goat's just turned and just ran in. And, um, yeah, Luke Luke got a shot at about 25 metres as it was still running full bore towards us. And Yeah, that was amazing, man. I don't think I've ever had something, like, by the birth of my own <laughs> children... Well, you've gone from being so frightened to so amazed in, you know, such a short amount of time. I've turned around and Ilias's jaws on the ground, like, biggest smile, though. So his jaws on the ground, but he's grinning ear to ear. He's like, what just happened? Oh, that was a great day, man. It was, it was. And um, you took your first first animal with a traditional bow that day. Yeah, I did. That, so was, that was really fantastic, man, you know. And, uh, you know, the sun, it was a pretty cold morning as well. Yeah. You know, it was pretty misty and, you know... We're processing my animal and, you know, Luke comes up and he's got, excuse me, two, uh, I think it was two back straps. Yeah. You, <coughs> me and Luke got to processing the animal and you were cooking the back straps up and the sun came out from behind the clouds, man, and right on the, right on the hillside that we were on. And it was just, like I said before, like I always had this cold adventure yeah. from a small childhood memory, you know, that was something I always wanted, but. That's exactly what I wanted, man. Yeah, so I was going back and forth between... So, like like we discussed earlier, I carry everything in my backpack. So, that um, the night before, I chucked in my ca- my camping stove and, and a pan, a, a pan <laughs> some some olive oil. I um, pre-mixed some spices up, took all of that out, you know, hoping that Ilias was successful on his, on his first goat hunt, and he was. So, we cooked up that younger goat that Luke shot, just the back straps, and cooked it up in a pan, so... While we were showing him how to skin and butcher and stuff like that, I was going back between the pan and these guys, and were snacking oh, on man. some some freshly killed goat. That's what you know. That's that's what hunting's about. I think you know. It's like those sorts of memories. You yeah, get these memories, and it's just if you've never experienced that, it's just a pitiful thing, honestly. So, what's your um, most important item you take out while you're going out hunting, or? Actually, what's your most important item when we're going out bow fishing after that first first trip out? Bow fishing? There's, so, there's something that you take every time out now that oh, I reckon is your yes. most important thing. My fishing rod. Yeah. <laughs> so explain to everyone what your uh, your fishing rod is. Well, it's a uh, it's like a Louisville slugger. So it's, like <laughs> a little, uh, it's a little baseball bat, which I've sanded the end off of and repainted, and then I sort of like... Uh, burnt in like a little fishy on it and <laughs> so Elias <laughs> so is a bit freaked out by fish when they're okay. flopping around so Zach is a really good hunter right like he's just he's, he's got some skills that I've just, just I wouldn't say mind. that it's no, just lots hunt- of times out bush but <laughs> your hunting skills are very good honestly Thank you. you've been humble now but um, you know the equivalent of that would be my dad with fishing. <laughs> my dad is just like the fish whisperer. I've never seen anything like it. You know, my dad can go anywhere, catch fish, and wet and full fish in. Like That's awesome. He's, he's That's great. It's just in his blood. He's amazing. But when I was a kid, and especially when we'd go up up the Murray, yeah, you know, he would uh, catch these carp and he'd bring them up and he would like cut the heads off because we'd eat them. Yeah, you know, I've, I've been eating carp since I was a kid. He'd so. Just, We'll stop right there. How do you cook them? Because okay. we we shot a few carp and you took them, you gutted them. <laughs> <laughs> so here in South Australia and most of Australia, when you catch a European carp or you shoot one, the most common practice is just to some people dong them, 
I normally just throw them straight in the bush because they're not the greatest eating fish. They're full of mud. Blasphemy. <laughs> and, um, you know, I've made fish cakes out of them. I've cooked them a few different <clears throat> ways. You know, Euro- Europeans, Germans, they, they brine them and smoke them and do, do lots of different stuff. But how do you cook them? Okay, so when I was growing up, when, you know, we'd go up the river with Dad. You know, it was real simple. Just he'd cut the head off, he'd split the fish in half and he'd chuck it on the fire. Yeah. And then we'd sit there for hours, like picking all the bones out and eating them as children. He'd always torment me with the heads of just why I've got this stuff. These things, man, they'd look at me and I just, ah! He's got a bit of a fish phobia. Him picking up that first carp that he shot oh, and getting it off the arrow was the, the funniest thing I was rolling on the ground. It's his, a, his screaming and squir- squirming and dropping this fish. I don't think fish. there was screaming. There was definitely some squirming. Mm, I, th- I think I've got video of you screaming somewhere. So. I've become somewhat desensitised to it now after I've you know, been doing it for a bit. But So you do this carp belly. The carp belly is, is, is the premium. You can't beat it. So what you do is you, you get the fish and then you're going to cut the fillet off. Yeah. And then... Uh, it's like your own rib cage, right? So you fill down your own ribs and then you get to the last rib yep. and then you cut the meat from there down to you know the base of the fish, the yep. carp belly. There's no there's no bones in there at all, not not a single one. If you've, if you've cut it correctly, there won't be a single one in there and uh, it doesn't taste muddy or anything. Yeah. And uh, literally just salt, pepper, a little bit of lemon juice, put it in the pan, flip it, put some extra butter in there. So I reckon this is something we've got to test out. We've been oh, waiting yeah. for the weather to warm up, but we've had a... I had one very strange actually, out there already, but it was the middle of week and yeah. just couldn't come, obviously. Unfortunately, we work normal jobs and someone here works every single hour of the day of the day <laughs> at random times. Yeah. You'll get random messages from him at three o'clock in the morning. What are you guys up to? <laughs> Sleeping? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a terrible thing. But once we get some uh, warmer weather, I reckon we'll do a little catch and cook and post yeah. it up on the Insta and the you can show us how, you, how it's done. Once you flipped it, just pour a little bit of beer in the in the pan and it just... Um, I like it already. <laughs> oh, it's, just, it's the best, man. I just love it. Because I think the first, second time I went out there and maybe it was the first time, you know, I bought the Eskin. You're sort of looking at it like, what's this guy doing? And I, you know, I'm like, don't throw that thing away. I'll, I'll put this in the thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've just... Normal practice for me is normally throw him straight in the bush after I shot him and next minute he's... Not not dumpster diving. He's bush diving after these carp that I've thrown in the bush. He's like, "What are you doing?" These are good fish, man. <laughs> but you know, I take him home to dad, and you know, dad's uh, partner. She makes them into fish cakes, and uh, she's Filipino. She can just yeah, she just turns them into just to magic. You know? Yeah, I've done the Thai fish cakes and um, <coughs> ran them through a, gar- a grinder a couple times, and you got to do it minced a them times up, and um, they still got the spine bones in there. If you're yeah, not, not super. But once you cook them cook them they they turn pretty brittle and you can eat them and it's not much of an issue yeah. i just chuck lots of lots of herbs and spices and chili and served it with sweet chili sauce and it actually came up pretty good and a couple other times i've actually just filleted them and deboned them took the time soaked them in milk overnight yep um and then cooked them up on the barbecue with some callop or golden perch for the um interstate listeners um and then served it to a bunch of people unknowingly and every single person said the carp was the best eating, surprisingly. So, yeah. <clears throat> no, there's a heaps. There's you know people who've never tried it just say that it's uh, it's no good. It's, yeah, it's just so got that uses. trash fish yeah, exactly. mentality about it. I also bury it in the garden as well because it's really good for you. Fertilizer, yeah, yeah, it's, really, yeah, it's really good. good. They so. used to mince them up and make something called Charlie <laughs> carp out of them. Um, your top five dream animals to take goats. Larger goats, <laughs> slightly smaller goats, brown goats. I just love goats. <laughs> so I don't, I don't aim high, but ever since I started, uh, like, wanting to bow, yeah. I, for some reason, the goats just called my name. I just always loved looking at. I just love the look of them. I love so, the smell of them. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's nasty, man. That's nasty. <laughs> Any international species? So I mean, obviously, everybody wants to. Have the opportunity to take an elk, you know. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely on the list. But yeah, I'm just a simple guy, man. I like goats. No like other foxes. capra species. So goats in different places, you know. Feral goats in Hawaii. Feral goats Actually, in New Zealand. Yeah, I, I would like a, uh, I would like a scrub bull. Scrub bull. Absolutely. Yeah. That a mate of mine, uh, he shot one 
few years back and he had it mounted and painted yeah. on it and everything. And <clears throat> They're pretty gnarly looking. I was just blown away. Every time I message him, he's just, are you ready to give me that thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you get a good looking one, they, they oh, do look really nice. Taxidermy. Like orangey, sandy brown colour. It's just yeah. oh, spectacular. I, I would really like to have a scrub bull. Yep, and a big billy. I'm a, I'm a simple guy. <laughs> As we all are. How do you how do you see the public views on hunters and hunting? You know, it's it's a strange thing, really, because most people I speak to, you know, it's only about four or five minutes before I say, "I'm a hunter." Do you know anyone who has land? <laughs> <laughs> I have the same conversations with people. Most people are like really intrigued by. It, I yeah. find, you know, they're like, "Oh, you know, what's what's that all about?" And how do you do that? And then when you say, oh, "I only." I only like to hunt with bows and arrows. Yeah. You know, they're just blown away. And then you show them some videos and things of yourself or other people and you just go like, what? People are just blown away. They can't yeah. believe it. <clears throat> so I think that most people I speak to are pretty, uh, yeah, they're pretty either impressed by it or they're... I don't think that, like, you've got the public view of Hunter is, is, is too bad, but I think the way that we're portrayed in, especially, like, media and movies, movies and things yeah. like that, it's, it's not great, <clears throat> you know... It's just Drunken like... Drunken yobbos running around the bush. Well, it's like this old... You know, it's, it's like everywhere else in the world, and I'm sorry to get a bit political now, but, uh, you know, we've tried to banish the stereotype yep. of different groups of people. Like, I'm a brown person, you know, and I do love chicken. So <laughs> you know, it's okay to say that. But with hunting, it's like you can't... For some reason, it's okay to still think that hunters are just, like, yep. uneducated and <clears throat> cruel and, you know, just... Classic Elmer Fudd types. You yeah, know? yeah. It's, there's a it, people still portray them like that for some unknown reason. That classic stereotype, unfortunately. But um, there's lots of different people trying to um, to work on that. Meat Eater being one of it, and um, Ben O'Brien, who was the the hunting collective. Um, what's the most random fact you know? Jeez, man. <laughs> put Luke on the spot last week. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> uh, I know lots of things about a lot of stupid things. Bring it. Come on, most random. It's really put me on the spot now. It's the most random fact I know. What kind of question is that? Luke's was your ears and your nose don't stop growing. That's true. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. Um, Come on, surely you know like a random animal fact. Man, I... It's really thrown me. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I, I think I'll go off Luke's. So they used to say that your fingernails keep growing even yep. after, like, forever, and even after you're dead, they're still growing for a bit. But what actually happens is that the, the skin and the musculature around your fingertips actually uh, retracts and it gives the appearance of longer fingernails. There we go. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> now, this is one that wasn't on last week. Um, how would you like to be remembered? Um, I think that for me, like, I'd like to be remembered as like somebody who's very dedicated to pursuing whatever this is that I'm doing. Like, whether that just be the archery side of things, like I don't, <clears throat> I don't need necessarily anyone to remember me except for my kids. Yeah. And I sort of try to use my bow and arrow as a way of teaching my kids valuable lessons, like just self-discipline, yeah. be out there every day and working towards a goal self-improvement and just trying to refine things and get things better and become better constantly. You know, that's, for me, that's, that's sort of what I try to teach my kids in a roundabout way is that, you know, you can use other things, other hobbies and other yeah. skills to improve yourself and that's how I would want to be remembered as somebody who was always trying to get better and, and represent whatever it is I'm working towards, whether that be bow hunting or archery in, yeah. in a good way. And then if anyone follows you on Instagram, they'll see you're a pretty family-orientated man. You've oh, always yeah. got your kids out with you. Yeah. How old are your kids? I got a nearly three-year-old. and um, I got an Who was the cutest thing ever? <laughs> he's <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty deadly with his bow and arrow. Well. <laughs> he's going to give his old man a run. Yeah. I'm just going to, you know, break his arrows or something. <laughs> 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 and, uh, yeah, my daughter is uh, eight months old, so... She's awesome, that's a that's a fun age. Little stonker, yeah. She's a, she's a little beefy girl. <laughs> she's a big one, yeah. Oh, gets Does she have a bow yet? Not yet, not yet. But 
Christmas is just around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my um my nineteen month old's got his first little plastic toy recurve coming for Christmas, I reckon. So he's he's gonna love that. And oh yeah, my seven year old's compounds on the ball on the wall now. Yeah, um, you know, so it's like it's one of those things. That they, they see you do it all the time. You know, my son's been shooting with me since he could walk. Yeah, you know? and uh, it's just like a normal thing to him. You know, yeah, he goes to down out. to the Archery Park down with you quite a bit and follows yep, you around absolutely. and tells you where he wants you to shoot the animal. Oh, it's always in the mouth or the, or the belly. <laughs> Kids it's are a crack ridiculously up. ridiculously difficult on those turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> shoot him in the mouth. <laughs> so they do it in the States, though. Yeah. Take the head clean off. Oh, man. But, you know, if I miss, oh, talk about target panic. And does your wife shoot? She does. and She's naturally a better shot than me, which is infuriating but, uh, <laughs> don't you just hate people that are naturally good at shit yeah especially when it's your wife <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know me and my wife well, i'm a very very competitive person yeah I, I don't like and i've been that way since i was a kid my dad's that way my dad's dad's that way everyone is just we don't like to lose I, I haven't noticed that on our weekly step challenges um yeah well you know i didn't even know we were still playing <laughs> honestly Honestly, I didn't even know we were still playing. And then you're like, oh, I beat you by like 400,000 steps. I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, my God, we're still going? I thought this was over. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I can't remember what I was saying now. My wife, good at shooting. Naturally better than you. Um, yeah, so, you know, hate when we first started dating, you know, I said, oh, let's go bowling. And I whooped her. <laughs> and she never, never bowled with me again. You know, so... I don't know. So you're a little bit easier on her archery, on the archery sides of things, then. Well, you know, because I've been, I haven't put it down, and I shoot every single yeah. day. You know, I, uh, I've gotten reasonably good, even with the traditional gear. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm pretty confident to hit what I'm aiming at most of the time, except for when I'm having a bad day. Do something <laughs> stupid. Um, but uh, you know, she, she's not as good. Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> dig up, dig up. <laughs> She's not as good as she... Oh, no. We need to edit this out. Hello down there. <laughs> if I go missing. <laughs> oh, no. bloody hell. No, look, she, she's really good. She's a really good shot, but uh, she doesn't she doesn't practice a lot, and that's because you know she's doing such a good job of raising our kids, you know. No, that's awesome. with them and looks after them. So. Is she going to get out there, out hunting with you soon? Um, we did go bow fishing. Um, but we just by the time I went out with her, it was it was really windy. And, yeah, you know the water was starting to break, so it makes it more difficult to find them and see them. So, well, it didn't have much success. But we got it's on the it's on the to do list to get. Back so out she's there. off the vegan train as well. Oh yeah, finished yeah. the same time as you roughly, um, or carried on <coughs> a little longer. Yeah, it was probably about the same time. Yeah, me, I think yeah, within that week at least. I reckon it's good two people over to the. The dark side, so to say. <laughs> well, you know, someone that's like been on both sides of the of the scale now. Like, I, could, I think I have a, I've got the, I wouldn't, I don't think authority is the right word, but I've got the, <laughs> I've got the perspective of both sides, so I can make a pretty good call on. Which is a good thing to have. Yep. So. But I, I definitely couldn't do it. So you're gonna get your um your oldest out there soon, tagging oh, along yeah. on hunts with you. Absolutely. Yep. You know, he <clears throat> that day that we all went bow fishing as a family. That morning, I'd gone out and shot a bunch, and then yeah. I, I didn't have my esky with him, so yeah. I left him on the on the banks, and then we went back to that same spot, and I said, Daddy shot these, and he's like, oh, what? Like, he was just <laughs> so stoked. And ever since that day, like, he's been, like, constantly getting the coat hanger and trying to, sh- I'm fishing, I'm fishing, you know, walking around the house. <laughs> That's like, awesome. Yeah, he's, he's hooked. He's we need to um, ta- get him to tag along with us one day, Absolutely. and I'll, I'll bring my youngest out, and the oldest, if he's with us, and... Yep. Maybe go out in the kayaks and paddle out and shoot oh, some fish out of the <coughs> kayak. No, it'd be good, man, because he's just he's got it in him for sure. That's awesome. That's yep. what you that's what you want to hear. Hook them, hook them while they're young. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, where can people find you on social media? Uh, I got uh, Instagram. That's pretty yep. much all I have. And um, what's that? That's Action Man Matani. Some underscores in there somewhere. I'm sure you'll be able to find me. Yeah, or no worries. I'll uh, I'll I'll link it in the show notes and um. I got a YouTube, but there's like two videos on there of just me. Bow fishing. Uh, there's one bow fishing one, and there's one like I went through this phase of doing a lot of trick shooting, and uh, 
Yeah, it's just me shooting my kids go off the back of a rocking horse. <laughs> 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 Speaking of trick shooting, I think I touched on it earlier. <clears throat> What's the go with you running on a treadmill shooting targets? Okay, so before I was a train controller, I uh, was an operations supervisor for rail. And um, like it was a really like mentally tough job. Yeah. And I knew at the start that I was going to have to be really tough to, to sort of do this. So I started setting all these challenges like running 3Ks every day or doing 100 burpees a day for like 30 days yeah. or whatever amount of days it was. And like Good. I said before, I don't like to miss any time shooting. So yeah. all this running and burpees and everything like that started to impact my shooting. <laughs> so I had this brilliant idea. It's a terrible idea. Nobody do it, please. <laughs> it, it's, it's pretty impressive to watch. Of shooting, trying to get good shots and shooting while I was on the treadmill. And uh, I started doing that and... I started getting pretty good at it, yeah. so I thought, oh, I'll just, I'll just put a video up. And at this time, it's amazing. Like, I'm still amazed myself. I had like, I think, 98 followers on on Instagram, and I woke up like the next morning, and there was like nearly a thousand. <laughs> it's just kept growing ever since. So, yeah, don't do it, please, because I don't want to be responsible for anybody hurting themselves. <laughs> if you want to see someone who potentially could hurt themselves, then watch me <laughs> <laughs> well, I just need a live stream on your tread <laughs> treadmill and just wait for you to stack it yeah. but i think that'd be pretty good like because you're working on your breath like the hardest thing is like when you're out hunting and you come to the top of a ridge or something controlling your breath before the shot on the animal oh, yeah. like you try you you're out of breath and then you come up and you're like there's something there you draw back and you're just trying to control your breathing so running on the treadmill and shooting would teach you to control your breathing quite well I'm not going to advocate that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it from Zach, not me. Yeah, I don't recommend doing it, but... I've had it, a few it, people like do it and, and uh, like tag me. Like just <laughs> people from all around the world have, have given it a go. And That's wicked, every yeah. Every time I see it, I'm not pumped. I'm you, just like, oh, You're man. definitely out there in the in the trad tradverse, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, everyone. I've met some really good people too, you know. Especially, you know, after I uh, shot that goat and... I got a lot of good feedback and made a lot of new good friends as well. So Yeah, I'd like to touch something on that quickly. With that goat, um, how were your feelings towards taking a nanny rather... Because on social media, you normally see people take... The big like they, they post the big, big yep. mature animals, whether it's big deer, big goats, big pigs. You don't see too many people posting younger animals and nannies, nannies and stuff yeah. like that um, um yeah for honestly i was a bit <clears throat> i was a bit like uh unsure about it you know not 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 the taking of the animal because i was i was fine about that but uh then posting it uh, i didn't want to seem like i was boasting about taking a nanny yeah um even though it was a big achievement for me and i, I felt a lot of Pride because I put so much hard work into this yeah. bloody stick and a string. <laughs> <coughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, I did feel a bit uh, a bit strange. I know I don't know I don't know really how to describe it. So do you think this trophy mentality of shoot the biggest best thing is like off putting to newer hunters because yeah, they might take a younger younger goat or yeah. younger pig or deer whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, I've thought about it more and more you know, as time has gone on. And uh, there's a lot of mixed emotions at the start there because I was so hyped, you know, I was so proud of myself for accomplishing something. But I was also like, uh, you know, it's the first time in my life I've ever thought, because I don't really care what anybody thinks about yeah. me. But for the first time in my life, I was like, oh, what will people think? You know, maybe they won't be too thrilled that you know that I took a nanny goat. But uh, I started to relate that and I try to do it with everything to, you know, nature and real humanity and, and things like that. You know, you think 200 years ago, someone shoots a nanny goat that they're going to be like, oh, I shouldn't... Yeah, exactly. We back. we spoke about it at the time and it's been sitting on my mind since I knew that you were coming on the podcast. Um, and you did have lots of mixed emotions about it and you were very unsure. You were, I wouldn't say scared of feedback, but you were wary of it. You didn't... You know, you're wary that people would be like, why'd you shoot that? It's only a nanny. It's only this. It's only that. Yeah. And I convinced you because I, I shoot lots of nannies. I shoot lots of younger meat goats because, you know, the younger ones, they're better eating. 
And I'm like, look, man, just just do it. I reckon you'll be surprised at how well people actually take yeah, it. Yeah, and honestly, like, the feedback I got from that was just fantastic, even from, like, really good, respected hunters, like people that I look up yeah. to, especially in the trad world that messaged me. Um, I said, oh, well done. Well yeah, I've seen it blown up all over Instagram. Yeah. All these trad pages were just sharing and <laughs> resharing. And yeah, so uh, it was really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you convinced me to do it i don't even know why i was hesitant about in the first place but oh it's definitely a pressure that never really popped into my mind until you brought it up and i could see it being a pressure for newer hunters trying to get into the the lifestyle no definitely yeah it's just one of those things i suppose well it was great to have you on anyway man we've um come to a pretty natural pause or so far now after going through all of that so thanks for coming on and i'm sure you'll you'll be on again soon and I'll um, share his social medias on Instagram and videos and, yeah, you'll you'll see lots more content coming from him over the next few years. Easy, mate. Catch you later. All righty.